Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. It's my privilege to share with us today. Uh, those of you who joined us last week uh, would know that uh, we are actually now starting a short mini-series um, in the month of August or whenever I get to preach to you in the month of August. Um, and we will be focusing on witnessing, witnessing. And uh, we want to become Christians that grow better uh, at being a witness for Jesus. Amen? As we shared last week, you know, witnessing is that one thing we cannot do in heaven. We can sing, we can dance, we can even eat in heaven. Uh, we can see Jesus face to face in heaven, but we cannot tell other people about the good news in heaven because everyone who made it would have heard the good news. And so it is something that uh, we ought to. We owe the world around us a responsibility. Amen? Uh, to get better at being uh, and uh, for God to give us a bigger heart uh, to be a witness for Him as well. Amen? And so so last week, we talked about the heart. And if you missed that, you can find our messages online. Uh, but in summary, we, we, we said that all of us are sent. In other words, we all have a mission. Yeah. Amen? We have a mission from God to reach the lost. And then that, that, that should be the reason why we should even desire to, to, to seek and, and, and to share the good news because Jesus has sent us on a mission. And we shared also how every time we evangelize, it is, it is an is an invitation towards reinvention. You know, we always, what, what it means is this, every time in church we say, we want to grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We want to get better. Amen? Um, but what Jesus tells us is that, that faith to faith and glory to glory, that, that, that change that we so desire to see is most active in the midst of sharing our faith. Amen? It is when we share the good news uh, that we become bolder. It is when we share the good news that we leave our fears behind. It is when we share the good news that we become more dependent on God. It is when we share the good news that we pray even more. Amen? And of course, we said that it is in reaching people, sharing the good news, being a witness that we become closest to God. Amen? And, and it's also a communion. It's a time of communing with God. Amen. So in other words, you know, to summarize, you know, witnessing, it's, 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 it's a mission. Uh, it's a reinvention of our souls and it is communion with God. Amen. And, and, and when I was meditating upon what I preached last week, uh, I, I wish that I shared it in such concise ways, you know, because uh, last week all my points didn't rhyme or, or, or anything. Um, but today I want to talk to us about prayer, right? In the coming weeks, uh, next week especially, uh, God's already brewing the message in my heart. I'm excited to talk to us next week, next Sunday, uh, about uh, how to use our life. I, I know a lot of people want that, right? You go like, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to share anything. I just want to be silent, but I want to use my life. Okay, come next week. Uh, and then after that, we'll be talking about testimonies. And, and then the, the last week, if I get to talk to you again, I'll be talking about, you know, commonly asked questions or, or whatabouts and stuff like that. But today, I want to talk to us about prayer. Uh, because praying is a big part of witnessing. Amen? And so if you're taking down notes, the series that we are on is called Witness 101, kind of like a class. And uh, the sub-point is praying for more. Praying for more. Amen? And, and you know, we, we, we want to reach out, but we will notice that Jesus was always praying. 
after he ministered to people, he was praying. Before he ministered to people, he was praying by himself. Even when he was ministering to people, he was praying. Do you know that there were more people who came to Jesus because of their prayers being answered than having their questions answered? Do you know that? Jesus answered more prayers than questions. In fact, Jesus always likes to reply questions with more questions. Uh, but Jesus always, you know, laid hands. And it was through the laying of hands, through prayer, and the move of the power of God, that lives were transformed, lives were healed. And so, if we were to do witnessing the Jesus style, uh, we must embrace prayer. But what do we pray for? Amen? And that's what I want to uh, bring us into today. I have three points for us today. And uh, these are three things that we should pray um, for more. Amen? So point number one, pray for more love. Pray for more love. Okay? Uh, let me start by just giving us some scripture. Why don't you turn with me to John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17. John 21, verse 15 to 17. Amen? A lot of times when we talk about sharing our faith, uh, the very common uh, uh, um, you know, response people give me is that, oh, it's, it's not me. That's not my personality. You know, uh, I, I'm not a people person. Or some people might say, I'm not brave enough. Or I don't know enough. Uh, and sometimes we think that even to reach out to our friends, we should pray for more boldness. Or we should pray for more knowledge. Or we should even pray for... I don't know, more love for people because you feel like I'm not a very people person, you know. So God, please help me to love other people. Uh, but the truth is this, that we need to pray not for more courage, more knowledge, or, or, or more love for people, even though these things are not wrong. But the first thing that we must pray for is more love for God. And, and you can see this in John chapter 21, verse 15 to 17. Jesus was explaining the heart of caring for people, the heart of reaching out to people, uh, to Peter the apostle. Amen? And so John chapter 21 says this, When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? More than fishing, more than your friends, more than your own life. And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. Care for them. Take care of them. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter was grieved, you know, because he felt like Jesus didn't believe him. He had to ask, keep asking. And, 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 and he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Jesus is saying that until you truly love me, you will not have love for other people. You know, because the truth is this, we, we think we need more courage. We think we need more knowledge. We, we think we need more passion. But actually, we need more love. I, I've seen people who are in love or think they're in love do some crazy, courageous things. You know, years ago, I used to do ministry near college. And I still remember one time, 
there was news that broke out. Oh, pastor, did you hear what happened at college today? I said, no. There was a girl who really liked a guy in another class. And prom was coming up. So this girl, in front of the whole college, you know, took out a, a radio and played love music and took out a sign that says, would you be my prom date? And shouted to the guy from the ground floor. And the guy was, whose class was on the third, and go like, you know, holding up the sign, would you go out with me? This was a girl making the first move. And everybody in college was talking about it. But my, my take-home point was like, wow, love makes you do crazy things. Or maybe I should say, love makes you do courageous things. When you're really in love, you're courageous, right? You know, we, we even hear of testimonies where, you know, an accident has happened and uh, a child is, is trapped underneath a car and the mom, you know, out of love for the child, never gone to gym, but out of love for the child, you hear somehow strength came for them to just lift the car up. And for the baby to be rescued. We, we hear of these kind of things. Love makes people courageous. Love makes people strong. If you don't believe me, ask your parents. Do you think they feel like waking up every morning to make breakfast for you when you were young? Love! It was love that gave them the, the heart to make breakfast. So you see, many times you say, I'm not brave enough. No, no, no. If you love God, you will be brave. If you love God, you know, uh, I might look like somebody that's, you know, very, 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 very kind and, and, and you know, uh, harmless and, and helpless. Uh, but, but if anyone threatens the ones I love, whether it's, it's, it's my wife or even church members, you know, I, I will be bold. You know, I will be, you know, like the Incredible Hulk. I'll become mal-mannered and suddenly my clothes will tear off. And anyway, uh, you know, but, but love, love friends. Amen? So, if you're going to pray for one thing, can I encourage you? Pray to God. God, help me to love you more. And, and the Bible is full of this. You know, Jesus here is saying that, Simon, if you want to care for my sheep, you got to love me. If you want to feed them, you got to love me. You, you cannot feed them. You cannot reach them out of religion. You cannot reach them out of tradition. You cannot reach them out of your own experience. You got to reach them out of your overflowing love for God. You know, the Bible says, you know, in, in, that, that, that God, every time God's people went astray, God always went to address the issue of the heart. It starts with the heart. It starts with love. You know, in, 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 I, I didn't give XTV this, but you can write this down for homework. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26. Jesus, uh, God said to His people, I will give you a new heart. And put a new spirit within you, removing your heart of stone and replacing it with a heart of flesh. And God is saying that when, you, when we love God, our heart, even if it's hardened by life, and sometimes, you know, life deals us a very bad blow. We, we have setbacks in life. And, and we get discouraged in life. But God is saying, don't let your heart be hardened by life. There's some people here, when I talk about sharing to other people for your, about your faith, the first thing you think of was the last time you shared it and people laughed at you. The last time people ridiculed you for being a Christian. And that has made your heart hardened towards other people. And God says, no. Ask God, would you pray 
for more love? Would you pray for God to give you a new heart? A heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Amen? In fact, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, I give this to, to XTV as well, but you can write it down. We have the f- famous line that says, perfect love cast out all fear. And sometimes we're afraid to talk to people. But if you really, really, really know God, if you're really, really, really in love with Him, you cannot help but let it come out of your mouth. And when it comes out of your mouth, you're not trying to make someone feel uncomfortable. You're just telling them about what you love. And that's why, you know, we, you, you meet some people. You know, uh, when I travel sometimes, I, I, I meet uh, older American tourists. And sometimes they're very friendly. And uh, I can tell where their heart is. Their heart is for their grandchildren. Because they'll be like, you know, oh, you know, where are you guys from? I'll be like, oh, Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia. Oh, that's nice. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay, how about you? Oh, we're here to see our grandkids. Would you like to see pictures of them? And immediately, without me asking, they just flip the pictures out. Why? Well, they're just out of the love. They cannot help but share. You know, that's why some of our friends, you know, we, we never ask for their relationship status. They tell us. They broadcast on Facebook. They want you to know. You know, I'm no longer single. That's why even when people get, get engaged, they tell the whole world, right? Because out of love, you're not trying to shame the single people. You're not trying to say that, ha ha, single people sucks to be you, boo boo, you know? No, 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 you're just saying that, no, no, I, I, I found love. Would you celebrate with me? And, and that's what God is saying. That that's, that's how we should be approaching witnessing. Not out of obligation, not out of religion, but out of love. Would you pray to God for more love? Amen? Before you pray to God for more love for other people, ask God to renew your love for Him. And to that, God, I want to know you more. I want to love you more. I want to experience your love more. Right? A lot of us here, we love eating. Right? Last week, I wish I not name names, but last week after church, a group of people went to lunch somewhere. Because the day before, okay, the worship team went there for lunch and they thought, they thought they found the best butter chicken in the whole universe. And so they couldn't help but say, you got to go to this place. You got to go after church. I need to bring you there. It's the best. It's the best. No, no, no. What's that? that that's just out of their, their new love for, for butter chicken. Right? Now, if... What I'm trying to say is this, that all of us, we have it within us to witness. We have it within us to be evangelists. Sometimes you might even see the double-decker bus drive by with the ad, pasta evangelist. They're just passionate about pasta and they can't help telling people, you got to go eat pasta. But for us, you know, we, we do that as well. Oh, you got to watch that new film on Netflix you got to watch, go watch that play, that musical, or you got to read this book. There's a salesperson within all of us. There's a witness within all of us. Amen? There's an evangelist within all of us. The question is, who or what do we love? If we love money, we cannot stop talking about money. Hey, you should invest. Are you investing? If we love exercise, we cannot help talk about exercise. Do you even lift, bro? If, if we, we love cars, we can't help talk about cars. And every time we see a car, we go like, whoa. But if you love Jesus, if you truly love God, 
You cannot help but overflow. You need to know Jesus. This Jesus who heals. This Jesus who can forgive. This Jesus who can redeem you. This Jesus who died for you. Friends, you got to know. Can I tell you how much Jesus changed me? You know, you know how some of our friends we, who, who, who just came back from a fantastic date? Oh, I just saw oh, my boyfriend brought me to this amazing restaurant. I'd be like, okay. I just asked you, how were you? I didn't ask you, you know, where did you eat? But, you know, oh, no. And he surprised me with flowers. I think he's going, he's going to propose soon. I'm telling you, he's going to propose soon. And then you'd be like, okay, I just asked you, how were you? But the Bible has another word. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what is your heart full of? If it's full of anger, angry talk. If it's, if it's full of gossip, just gossip. But it's full of love for God, you cannot help talk about the love of God. And that's what witnessing is. We're not trying to tell people that, that they're horrible. We're just trying to tell them that there's a God. He loves you. You need to know Him. You need to know Him. You need to hear it for yourself. Amen? So point number one is that. Amen? Pray for more love. When we love God, we will love people. Amen? We don't need more courage. We need more love. Amen? And, 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 and a lot of times we go like, oh, I need more knowledge. And knowledge is fine, but, but knowledge shouldn't replace love. You know, in fact, every knowledge, every theology should help us to love God more, not replace our love for God. You know, and, and sometimes we think that, oh, I need to explain to my friends, you know, the, 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 you know about, I don't know, theology and, and relativity and this and that. No, no, no. You just need to tell them about God's love. Amen? Make it organic. Make it personal. Amen? Point number two, pray for more laborers. Pray. Pray that God will give you a new heart. And, and desire to know God, take God more seriously, and you will take the things of God more seriously. But pray for more laborers, okay? This is very encouraging. Last week, we, we, we looked at Luke chapter 10. So let's look at it again, but just two verses from it. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Can we revisit that? Luke 10, verse 1 and 2. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them out, how many? Two by Two. You see, God's plan has never been for you to be the only one working the field. God always desires to send more out, at, at least two. So He sent them out two by two, right, into places where, where He Himself was going to go. Then He said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Not none, few. Not one, few. Do you feel like you're the only one that cares sometimes? I'm here to tell you, you're not the only one. You're not the only one. Amen? And Jesus instructs us, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into His harvest. So let's break it down. How do we apply this? Let's say you're working and your work feels like such a, I don't know, maybe you're in the science industry. Right? You're working as a research assistant, you're working at a lab, and everyone there is so scientific, so scientific. And you're thinking, where do I even talk about faith? These people don't, you know, how, how? And sometimes 
because we think that we are the only one, we give up. But God here is trying to tell us, first of all, you're not the only one. In your office, and if not in your office, in the lives of the people in your office, there's another one. There's a mom praying for them. There's a sister who's going to church. There's a high school friend who is revived. There's a university classmate who is now a pastor. There's a cousin who's a missionary. And what Jesus is saying that understand that witnessing is a tag team. And so the next time, don't despair. Even if you feel like you're the only one and you feel nervous to share, this is the least you could do. Pray for more laborers. So you go like this, right? Let's say you're a teacher, you're working in a school. And the school is full of young people, right? This is how you should pray. Jesus, pour out your Holy Spirit in the whole school. Send out more laborers in this school, in this college, in this university, among the students, among the staff. Let revival break out. Let more laborers be sent here. And, and when you pray like that, it softens your heart. And not only that, when you pray like that, something happens. Amen? You see, God's heart is never just for one church to grow. God's heart is for the whole kingdom to grow. But many times, unfortunately, as Christians, we only pray for our own church. We only pray for our own outreach. But God is trying to tell us, no, you need to pray for more laborers. And so you know how I pray sometimes, how I've, I've been praying. Sometimes when I pray for family members who are far away from me, I can't reach them. But I am a one in their lives. And so let's say, for example, my uncle in Malaysia. My uncle in Malaysia has a nephew who's a pastor. And so that nephew who's a pastor is praying for him. But this nephew who's a pastor is also praying that, God, I pray that in my uncle's life, would you send out a laborer among his um, school friends so that it's not just, oh, Jesus, yeah, 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 I, I, I think I have a nephew who, who, who works for him, believes in him, I'm not sure, what's the term? And then when he goes for a, like a high school reunion, fifth year reunion, he meets another person who says that, hey, how are you? And all these are pictures of my grandkids. Anyway, do you know Jesus? Actually, I recently become a Christian. I'm praying in hopes of that. Uh, do you know when you do that, you're basically, you're watering each other's plants. And God is saying that in your prayer, would you pray that God will water not just your garden, but other people's garden as well? Am I making sense to you? So, that, so you know how, even if you work for Facebook or whatever, you know, like don't think that you're only Christian there. Pray that God will revive the other Christians. Maybe they're other Christians, but they, they become backslidden. Maybe they become nominal. Maybe they need an experience with God. So God is saying that reach out to the lost, but also pray that He will reactivate or activate some of the sleeping laborers in your midst and wake them up so that they can join with you. Amen? You know, like, like you know, my, my, my wife who works as a lawyer, uh, uh, every now and then would tell me that, oh, uh, this colleague uh, is leaving us and... Uh, you know, so we celebrated him and I was just, you know, uh, hearing them talk about what he's done and, and uh, you know, we were having drinks and I only find out, oh, actually, he's the son of a pastor. Oh, actually, you know, it says here on his LinkedIn profile, 
in his uh, university days, he was the president of the Christian Union in his university. Oh! And the truth is, there are a lot of laborers. And sometimes they too need encouragement. Maybe they too have become discouraged like you. Oh, I'm the only one. You know, what's the point of trying to make a difference? I'm just going to work. And it may be through your prayer and through the move of the Holy Spirit, uh, your paths will cross and then it begin to go like, oh, you're a believer? I'm a believer too. Hey, wow. And encourage each other and together work the field. Amen. If you have a family member who's far away, would you pray that God will raise laborers for that family member? Even if you don't speak the language. I know a lot of us here, we are third generation, fourth generation, like, you know, Asian culture, and, and you don't even speak Chinese anymore. You don't even speak Mandarin anymore. But you've got grandparents, granduncles who still speak Cantonese and Mandarin. And even if you wanted to share the gospel, you, you wouldn't know how. Would you pray that God would send them messengers in their language? Amen? Would you pray uh, that, that God would do that? And, and, and that's what Jesus wants us to do right? Many times we think that, oh, it's, it's about me. No, no, it's about others. You know, witnessing is about praying for each other, supporting each other. So pray for more laborers because this is the Jesus way. Amen? Jesus says, pray to the Lord of Harvest to send out more laborers. Amen? So would you pray for your university? Amen? Would you pray for your workplace now? Amen? Don't just pray, God, use me. Yeah, please do that. But also, God, please raise more laborers. God, I pray that the next person who is hired will be an on-fire believer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I pray that, you know, like, like that, that company, you know, I, oh, I pray that in that person's life, you will send people to, to impact them with the gospel. Amen. Always be praying. Amen. So even if you feel like, oh, I'm too shy to say anything, you can pray. You can pray. Point number three is this. Pray for more power. Pray for more power. Like I said earlier on, every time Jesus reached out to people, He didn't reach out philosophically. He, he, he didn't just teach. He also laid hands to pray. He also cast out demons. Many times, we forget or we don't always get comfortable with the fact that the gospel was preached with mighty works of miracles. That's how Jesus did it. That's how the apostles did it in the book of Acts. That's how it was done. And that's how it should still be done. Along the way, we've become, I don't know, uncomfortable with the fact that, oh, pray, if I pray, if, if the person doesn't get healed, oh, how? Would, would that make the person stop believing? So, you know what, maybe let, let, me, let me find ways to, to, to share the gospel using uh, arguments. Let me find ways to share the gospel using logic. But Jesus said, hey, it's about power. Amen? And even if you are very brilliant. And God uses very brilliant people, amen, to, 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 to share, to speak. And there's brilliance. You know, God uses scientists who are believers who, who share. And there's so much brilliance. You know, one of my uh, favorite person to listen to is, is, is Professor or Dr. John Lennox, who's based in either Oxford, I think, it's, and he's, he's a very brilliant mathematician and, and yet he speaks and God uses him but, but it's not just his arguments that make sense there's power behind the words he say 
And so when I mean ask God and pray for more power, it's both power to heal, but also power when you speak. Power when you pray. And, and Jesus encourages us to do this. Let's turn to some scripture, okay? Because all of you are looking at me blankly like, oh, okay, we're going into some, you know, hocus pocus. No, it's not hocus pocus, it's Holy Spirit, okay? So Luke chapter 24, verse 49, right? Luke 24, verse 49, Jesus, after giving them the great commission, go into the world, make disciples of men. Hey, but before you go, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, the Holy Spirit. But tarry, but wait, but linger in the city of Jerusalem until you finish your education, until you finish your training. No, no, no. Until you are endued, until you are enveloped, receive power from on high. And God is saying that you have life experience, that's good. You walk with me, that's good. But you need power that only the Holy Spirit can give. So wait here. The Holy Spirit will come and when it comes upon you, then you have power. Amen? You have power. You know, it, it, it's, it's like, uh, uh, it, you know, Olympics or if you prefer right now, Commonwealth Games, right? <laughs> in, in Birmingham or somewhere. Uh, and, and, and every, right, that when you look at the sports, can everyone in this room run? Yeah. But when you look at the people on the track and field, there's power, right? And then you can be like, yeah, I know how to run. I know the motions. Yeah, yeah, okay. Everyone does. Even babies know how to run, okay? I mean, eventually. Uh, but wow, that person who broke the road, that's power. You might say, I know how to swim. I used to be in the school team. Well, good for you, good for you. But when you look at the people in the 100 meters, 200 meters, that's power. That's power. Do you see? A lot of us, we... We, we try to approach reaching our friends with our own running. But God is saying, you need power. Let's turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Alright? And, and, and Acts, some of you might or might not know this, it's actually written by, by the same author who wrote Luke. And so, Luke actually leads into Acts. And that's why you have this similar phrase repeated in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And, and in Acts church, we're familiar with this. But you shall receive, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So everywhere you go, you need God's power. It doesn't matter if you went to, to, to seminary. You need God's power. It doesn't matter if you read the Bible cover to cover. You need God's power that only the Holy Spirit can give. Amen? And so I know a lot of us here, uh, we want to love our friends. We want to tell people. But God is saying that there is you speaking and then there's Him speaking through you. And to have power we need to wait on the Lord. We need to wait. Wait is another way to say we need to spend time. We need to ask, the Bible says. And, and, and Luke chapter 11 invites us, gives us assurance that we can ask. 
Luke chapter 11 talks about Lord's prayer and, and, and how we can ask, seek and knock. But I want us to focus on Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Luke eleven thirteen says this, If you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Prayer is another word for ask. We ask that God bless us. We ask for God to answer our prayers. We ask for a new job. We ask for a partner. We ask for a new house. We ask a lot of things, but when was the last time you asked God for power? And it sounds like such a bombastic thing to ask. Like, Ooh, power? Are you sure? Does God just give out like that? And what does God say is, yes. He's saying that, look, if I can paraphrase this, no, it says that if you being evil know how to give good gifts, my modern paraphrase would be this. If, if, if you guys um, will go out of your way to dress up as Santa Claus to give presents to the orphans and to children and, and go through all that trouble to, to just bless kids that you might not even know or even have, what more your Father in heaven who loves you. And many times, it's easier for us to believe that God will use somebody else than to use us. It's easier for us to believe sometimes that God will anoint some people. Whoa, when Billy Graham preaches, there's power. Yeah, I believe he's anointed of God. But we find it hard to believe that God can take that same anointing and give it to us. And then we go, no, 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 no. God will never give the Billy Graham anointing to me. And that's where we get it wrong. It's never been the Billy Graham anointing. It's been the Holy Spirit's anointing. Do you see that? See, many times we, 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 we label that anointing. Wow, you know, that, that, that famous, you know, one of my favorite authors has passed away, C.S. Lewis. And sometimes I go like, wow, God, you've given C.S. Lewis power in his writing. That even when I read mere Christianity and, and you know, and he's passed away for so long, but there's still power. It still grips my heart. Wow. Or, or one of uh, uh, Pastor Cat and also myself, our favorite author, you know, Max Lucado or Lucado, or some of you might be familiar. And man, the gosh, there's so much power in his writing. So descriptive, so poetic. Okay, feel free to go and Google and buy their books, okay? But, but when I look at that, I go like, wow! And there are times where I pray, I say, God, oh, can you cause me to write like Max Lucado? Could you cause me to write like C.S. Lewis? And then the Holy Spirit reminds me, it's never been about their power. It's not a Max Lucado anointing. It's not a C.S. Lewis anointing. It's not a T.D. Jakes anointing. It's not a Billy Graham anointing. No name, whatever favorite pastor, you know, hero that you admire. It's not about that. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that made them great. And the Holy Spirit wants to give it to you, to me, to everybody. And Jesus here is saying that how much more, how much more, Will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit, give you the power of God when you ask of Him? 
So friends, I wonder how many people here will say, God, give me your power. I know it sounds like such a selfish, crazy thing to do, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't being a Christian be about giving up power and serving the Lord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, this, this power is not some power source. It comes in a person called the Holy Spirit. And what was the last thing? Say, Holy Spirit, I want more of you in my life. Holy Spirit, don't just be a passenger in my life. Be the driver. See, we want the Holy Spirit, but we want Him just as a little compartment. Right? If I can, I can make it this, this, this message more painful, I can ask you, if your life was a house, where does the Holy Spirit live? Does he live in a drawer that you only pull out once in a while? Does he live in the basement where nobody goes to? Or is he like the air conditioning that goes everywhere? Okay. I know a lot of European houses don't have air conditioning, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> we need the Holy Spirit. And he cannot be a passenger. If the Holy Spirit is just a passenger in your life, you will find your life, not just in witnessing, you will find your Christian life lacking power. Whatever, your prayer life will lack power. Your, your, your Bible reading plan will lack power. Your, your, your church serving will lack power. Everything will, will, will be just motion. Just like when you run, it's motion. But when power comes upon you, you become like Usain Bolt. And the key is in the Holy Spirit. Even as I draw my message to a close, I pray that as we take this season, you know, summer is a season where, you know, a lot of our friends are away and, and I know, you know, we're, we're maybe some of us might even look at September as harvest season where, you know, new people move into the city to live, to work, to study. And some of us might think that, okay, let's get to work reaching people then. But actually, good fishermen, what they do is that when they're not out fishing, they are usually cleaning their nets so that the next time their nets are dropped to catch, it's more effective. I believe that God is bringing us as a church and as a community of faith choose a net cleaning process right now by coming back to the heart of witnessing and now to rediscover prayer as a key component in our witnessing. So to summarize again, would you pray that you will have more love for God? Would you pray for others in your community to have more love for God so that they too rise up to become a laborer? And would you, by faith, I wonder if there's anyone here hungry enough, desperate enough to ask God for power, who says, God, I need your power in my life. Jesus had so much power that even when people touched him, he, they got healed. And just before you go like, well, that's a Jesus thing. He's the son of God. Of course, he's going to have power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But do you know that in the Acts of Apostles, in the book of Acts, the early apostles, because they modeled after Jesus and they asked God for the Holy Spirit and they received the Holy Spirit, it said there that the shadow of Peter the apostle, when he walked past, when his shadow hit people, they got healed. It was said of the apostle Paul that so powerful was God at work in his life that the, the handkerchief that he held on and then when they took that handkerchief and they laid it on the sick, the sick was made whole. What is the Bible trying to tell us? That power is for you and me. It's not an Apostle Paul anointing. It's not an Apostle Peter anointing. It's a Holy Spirit anointing. And I wonder how many of us here would truly, generally desire that. It breaks our minds because these kind of things we don't see in the modern world anymore. But what if God wants to do something new? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you love us and you saved us. But God, we are saved not just so that we can enjoy you, but we are saved so that through our lives, other people can also be saved. Other people can also know you. Other people can also experience you. God, I pray, just as how you told the prophet Ezekiel, that you will give your people, you will swap out their heart of stone with a heart of flesh. I pray right now in our midst, myself included, Lord, I am so imperfect that God, that you would renew our hearts. If that's you and you desire God to give you a new heart, would you just ask of Him right now? you raise your hands as a sign to God would you open up your heart as a sign to Him God I don't want to play around anymore God give me a new heart God this heart has chased after money this heart has chased after my career this heart has chased after success God I want to chase after you Lord, all these things have distracted me from chasing after you. If that's you and you say, God, I fall in love with the wrong thing. I've fallen more in love with my spouse than with you. I've fallen more in love with my girlfriend and boyfriend than you. I've fallen more in love with my job than you. I've fallen more in love with my comfort than you. I've fallen more in love with my friends than you. And that's why I would rather keep my friends than to talk about you in front of my friends. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Our hearts have become like stone. Forgive us that we've loved others more than you. And that's why we're afraid to talk about you, awkward to talk about you. But we are so fluent in talking about the things we love, whether it's food or sports, 
Forgive us, Lord. Give us a new heart. We pray for more love. More love. Lord, bring us back to that place where we first got saved. We remembered how much a price you paid. God, help us to fall in love with you again. Help us to fall more in love with you. God, I also pray for every marketplace represented here, every school, every college, every office. God, we declare that we are not alone. That you are there with us, but we declare that in our midst, would you activate? You know what's a beautiful thing? The, the, the passage that, that, that God used to speak to us today about having a heart of stone removed. Uh, Ezekiel 36. In Ezekiel chapter 37 is the passage of scripture where God showed Ezekiel the vision in the valley of the dry bones and he spoke to the dry bones to live again. Would you speak to the dry bones of your offices to live again? I believe there are colleagues in our lives maybe they're on fire and your path has never crossed. I pray that the Lord will bring you guys together. But maybe some of them have backslidden. Maybe some of them have become dry bones. Would you speak like how God commanded Ezekiel to speak over the dry bones. Speak over your workplace. Speak over your university. Speak and pray over your colleges. Speak and pray over your family. That the valley, if God can raise a valley of dry bones into an army that's revived for Him, so much more can He do it in your offices, in your colleges, in your households. Pray for more laborers. Last but not least, God, we pray for more power. We don't need to be shy. If we being so human love giving gifts to our friends on their birthdays, love treating our friends meals because we love them, love buying coffee for even people on the streets. If we being so human can be so kind and compassionate and so gracious and generous, what more our Father in Heaven and so friends if that's you and my hands included if you desire for more power God wants to freely give today would you raise up hands of faith not to me but to God to say God more power God I want more power more power more power it's not an ego thing it's a servant thing give me more power to serve you give me more power to make my serving more effective it's not an ego thing it's a servant thing. God, we need your power. God, without you, I am weak. Without you, my words are empty. Lord, without you, my prayers are nothing. God, I need your power. God, I need your anointing. God, would you pour out, Lord? Lord, we refuse to believe that it's only, that your power is only for the select few, but maybe it was only a select few that were hungry enough to ask you. 
says, God, we humble ourselves and we make ourselves hungry not for more money, not for more fame, not for more followers, but for more power so that we can make a bigger impact for you. One last time, if you desire more power for ministry, would you lift up your hands? Lord, you see your hands lifted up. Lord, we are simple. Our flesh is weak. But as long as you're living in us, we receive that power by faith. Lord, be the driver of our lives. Be the captain of our ship. Make us the passenger. Lord, we swap places with you. You are the captain. We are the passenger. Lead us where you want to go. God, increase and let us decrease. In Jesus' name we pray. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.